Hello, everyone out there. Welcome again to another episode of Bread of Life. I am your host, Isaiah McCowan. Now, I'm very, very thankful and blessed to have you join us today. You know, thank Anchor FM for being the platform for me to bring this to you. Um, very, very thankful uh, to the Most High God just for waking us today and give us another chance um, for through His grace and through His glory. Very thankful. Um, the last episode, we talked about the flesh opposing the spirit, and we talked about light versus versus darkness. And, um, and today, we're going to kind of um, follow that with talking about spiritual warfare. And that's exactly what it is. When your flesh is opposing the spirit, it is a constant battle every single day where you're walking uh, the walk of faith and the walk of your spirit. And... Um, it's, it's always going to be a, a battle, you know. Your, your flesh opposes the spirit and the spirit opposes the flesh. Light is always in battle with darkness. So this is not just religion. This is actually a spiritual battle. We cannot see these things, but it's going on. You know, there's things going on in the spirit that we cannot see. But when God fills you with Holy Ghost, you understand that it is a spiritual war and a spiritual battle going on, um, even within ourselves and within other people. And it's just when when God shows you some things and helps you to understand and brings you out of darkness, the battle gets more intense, it seems. Um, because, you know, we, we read, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight, fight against uh principalities and powers, you know, is it's much deeper than that. You know, you're going to have evil attacks come against you, um, especially when you're a follower of, of Christ. But, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. You know, um, I watch uh, this YouTube channel, Truth Unedited, and he had he's a very um, informative uh, channel, you know, just to watch. And you learn so much, and I've learned a lot from his channel, and uh, it's truth unedited. Um, check it out sometime on YouTube, and I just I just want to follow with with uh, what I learned from there, and I think it's very vital because people need to understand these things in the spiritual battle that we're in. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna start off in uh, John chapter 10. But before we do that, we're going to pray first. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for bringing us here together, for sharing your word, God. I thank you so much for the platform that you've given me to share this. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Jesus, thank you for your blood that you, that you cleanse us with every day, that you help us with every day to exfoliate all the sin that's in our lives that we're trying to turn away from. Heavenly Father, I pray that you're with us in the spiritual battle. Help us to attack all those things and protect us from all temptation and evil that comes against us, God. We pray that you put your, your mighty hands, your mighty and powerful hands over our lives, God, and touch us, bless us with the Holy Ghost. It is a gift from you, God. We thank you so much, and we give you glory, honor, and we magnify your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. 
Amen. 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 All right, we're going to start off in John chapter 10. Today we're talking about spiritual warfare, and um, we're going to start off with the seven steps of spiritual warfare. All right? So let's start in John 10. And Jesus is saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and the stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke, he spoke to them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to, and to destroy. He's talking about Satan. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. He's talking about his death. But he that is a hearing and not the shepherd. Those who are whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the, and the wolf catcheth them and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. And I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. So what does this mean in spiritual battle? Satan's going to come in many different ways, okay, to try either to attack you. He's either going to come to steal, kill, or destroy. He makes everything look good on the outside. But on the inside, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can discern evil. You can discern the attacks from Satan because it will be like a stranger, as Jesus said, the the sheep know the shepherd's voice. They know Jesus. Okay? So what does this mean in spiritual warfare? It means, number one, first point in seven steps of spiritual warfare, you must accept total mastership of Jesus in every area of your life. Okay? This is for relationships. This is for your business or your job. This is for um, many different things in your life. Um, you have to... Allow Jesus to take control and be master of your life. When we try to take control and be masters of our own lives, it's easy for us to get manipulated by, by Satan and do the wrong thing and lead us down the wrong path. That's why we have to give the reins to Jesus and let him take control. Okay? Let's go to the book of Luke 9 and 23. Uh, Chapter 9, 23. All right. And it reads, And 
He said to them all, this is Jesus, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Meaning when well, we want to take our control of our own life. But whoever, whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Meaning whatever you sacrifice for Christ, you will gain back. You will gain it and then some. And so that brings us to, to number two. You must be willing for a total dealing of the cross in your life. You must bear the cross. What does that mean? You must crucify the flesh as we talked about in the last episode. Crucifying your flesh. Denying sin. Walking away from that sin. Or your fleshly nature that wants to do sin. And Jesus is the only way. He's telling you in, in this. And this is how we fight. We continue to fight. We can also... Uh, for for the second step of spiritual warfare, we can also go in the book of Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10 and uh, verse 38. And this is Jesus again. He that taketh not his cross. Here he's talking about bearing the cross again. And followeth after me is not worthy of me. Meaning if you're not willing to bear the cross and deny your flesh and crucify the flesh, you're not worthy to be called a, a follower of Jesus. Where do we see a dealing of the cross again in the Bible? We can go to 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. Okay, we're in 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. And it reads, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ our Lord. I die daily, which means he crucifies his flesh. He dies every day, just like Jesus died for us. That is a total dealing of the cross in your life. You must bear the cross. All right, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 3. Okay. Seven through eight. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. This is talking about the children of Israel when they wandered in, in the wilderness for forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, said, They do away ear in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So what does this mean in spiritual warfare? You must learn to hear the Lord and speak, and you must learn to hear the Lord speak to your spirit and then listen to his voice. How do you do this? By accepting it in your heart. Okay? A lot of the children of Israel, when they wandered in the desert or wandered in the wilderness, they couldn't enter into the promised land because their hearts wasn't prepared or wasn't even listening to what God was trying to tell them. So he led a new generation 
behind Joshua enter in into the land of promise. So we have we must learn to hear the Lord speak to to our spirit and listen to his voice. That's number three in spiritual warfare. Let's go to Romans. All right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Number four. This means that you must learn to control your mind. Your thoughts can, tra can translate into action. Okay? And Satan knows this, and he tries to use this in spiritual warfare as much as anything to attack your mind, to get you to think and believe a certain way because what you think shows and, and manifests itself in what you do and what you have faith in. You know, if, if if Satan can cause you to doubt, he can cause you to lose your faith. And faith is is a great thing in the eyes of God. It shows that you trust him, that you believe him. In a spiritual warfare, we need our faith more than anything. We have to believe that God is going to protect us and, and is going to lead us to where we need to go and where we need to be and what we need to do as children of God. So... Satan knows if he can attack your mind, you know, he can attack your spirit. You can't let him allow him to do that thing. You have to protect your mind. You have to learn how to control your mind. Okay? Let's go to Psalm 119 and 11. Okay? Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. So your word, his, the, the word of God, hidden in your heart. So what does that mean in spiritual warfare? We just talked about um, having God in your heart. Number five, scripture memory is important. You know, once you have the word in your heart and Satan tries to attack you, the word is your protection. That's why when Jesus was in, in, in the wilderness and he was getting tempted and Satan was coming at him, how did Jesus respond? With scripture, constantly deflecting everything Satan was trying to throw at him. Turn this stone into bread. No, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Everything that Satan was, was trying to bring to Jesus, it sounded good. He made it sound good, but at the same time, Jesus knows. See, when you're filled with the Spirit, you know. Just because it sounds good does not mean that it is good. So you have to protect yourself. And how do you do that? By using the Word. Jesus knew the Word because Jesus is the Word. Amen? Now, let's go to 1 John 5 and 18. Okay? First John 5, 18, all right? And it reads, We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God 
keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. What does this mean in spiritual warfare number six? Never forget you are under God's authority. Okay? No matter what comes against you in life, no matter what tries to attack you in life, God, you are under God's authority. You are under his hand. Okay? Said in, at the end of that verse in 18, that wicked one toucheth him not. Why? How come he can't touch him? Because he's under God's authority. He cannot be touched. Okay? Let's go to, to the next verse we're going to look at. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. All right? And it reads, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. What does this mean? It means number seven, never underestimate Satan. A lot of people say, well, I can defeat Satan until you find yourself in sin again. <laughs> and you fall victim into temptation. You know, it's easy to say that we don't want to do sinful things, but sometimes as, as human beings, we innately sin without even knowing it. You know, none of us are perfect. Either I'm not perfect, nobody is. So you should never underestimate Satan. You know, does he have as much power as God? Absolutely not. Does he, does he have more power than Jesus? No, the blood has already defeated him. He's already defeated death. He's defeated sin. Jesus has. And does that still mean we should underestimate him? No. Because our flesh is weak. The Spirit of God is the only thing that keeps us strong. But our flesh is very vulnerable. Our flesh is subject to fall into temptation and sin. So we're going to go into the, so let's, let's go over the seven steps again. Number one, you must accept total mastership of Jesus in every area of your life. Okay. Number two, you must be willing for a total dealing of the cross in your life. You must bear the cross. Number three, you must learn to hear the, the Lord speak to your heart, to your spirit, and then listen to his voice. Okay. You can hear it, but you have to listen. Number four, you must learn to control your mind. Number five, scripture memory is important. Talks about in Psalm 119 and 11, keeping the word in your heart. Number six, never forget you are under God's authority. Okay, and number seven, never underestimate Satan. This is a spiritual battle. The enemy will, do, will use every tactic he can to come against you, to break you down and to destroy you. But when you recognize number six, that you are under God's authority, you can walk in righteousness and you can walk with the confidence that you need, that God has your, your back, that God is with you to help you defeat the enemy in your life. Okay? Let's go to the book of Ephesians. All right? Because you can't have, oh, you can't be in war without your armor. Okay? You need the armor of God in your life. So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, 11 through 18. It says, and it reads, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. It's the armor of God. So the we, we let's go through all the armors of God. We have the helmet of salvation, okay? Which let's go to Romans chapter. We read this in Romans 12 and 2 about learning to control your mind to protect your mind. That's why we need the helmet of salvation. Okay? The helmet of salvation, your salvation should always be at the forefront of your mind. It will keep your priorities in order when your mind is being attacked by Satan because Satan will use your mind to distract you from the will of God, what God is trying to tell you, how God is trying to lead you and direct you. So you have to always keep your mind protected so you can hear the Lord. That, that refers to, num to step number four in spiritual warfare, okay? Then let's look at the breastplate of righteousness, okay? The breastplate of righteousness, if you go to Galatians, all right, Colossians 5, 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. See, the... Talking about the fruits of the Spirit, we talked about that in the last episode. But the breastplate of righteousness means you have an upright heart that is morally erect by having the righteous, the righteousness of principles and conduct, being honest and just. You are seeking to do the true will of the Father. You're putting your, your, your flesh and your sinful nature and the, the desires of your own heart, and you're turning that to... The will of God, the desires of God's heart, and what he wants to do with you. This is the breastplate of righteousness. This is to protect your heart. Protecting your heart. Okay? Then there's the belt of truth. The belt of truth. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Okay? Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And he said unto me, This is Jesus, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in my infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The belt of truth. The breast the breastplate of righteousness ties in with number one. You must accept total mastership of Jesus. 
um, in your life. But the belt of truth ties into step number two, which is you must be willing for a total dealing of the cross in your life. You must bear the cross. You know, because when you have the belt of truth, having this belt means you have the moral courage to stand up for what is right and stand up against what is wrong. No matter what, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your, your Base your life off the truth. You know, we should all walk in spirit and truth. Even though people might, might come against you, they might persecute you, they might... Uh, accuse you for being wrong, for believing in God, always stand on the, on the truth. And that is the word of God. That's Jesus Christ. The next one is the boots of gospel. Okay? Let's stay in 2 Corinthians and let's go to chapter 5. Okay? Chapter 5, 17 through 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who have reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and have given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay? The boots of the gospel ties into number six on the spiritual warfare. Never forget you are under God's authority. The boots of the gospel, the shoes prepare you to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and a readiness that is only produced by the gospel, okay? A lot of people might not accept the gospel these days, and a lot of churches are not even preaching the gospel. They're conforming to the world, but you must always stand rooted and be rooted and firm-footed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then there's the shield of faith. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 12, 2-3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and it was set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. So the shield of faith ties in with number seven. Never underestimate Satan. You know, the shield of faith is lifted up to protect you and to extinguish all the flaming arrows of attack from the evil one. You must have your shield of faith because your faith is what gets tested the most in the spiritual warfare, in the spiritual battle. That's what's going to get tested the most. How does Satan get to your faith? By causing you to doubt. And how do you doubt? It starts in your mind. Okay? Then there's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. Okay? Ties in with number five. Scripture memory is important because it is... You, your your only weapon in is the word of God, the scriptures of the Bible. This is how you fight. All the other pieces of the armor of God are just that. They're armor. But the scriptures are your weapon, so you must know them like a soldier knows his rifle. Okay? It's important. Just like we talked about Jesus being tempted, he used the word as the weapon to deflect all those things. So it's, it's very important in a spiritual battle. You cannot be defeated as long as you follow these seven steps. 
if you keep these seven steps and you read the scripture and protect yourself, because Satan will try everything he can to attack you. Keep yourself protected. Keep yourself under God's authority. Keep the word of God in your heart. Keep your mind protected so you can move forward and do the will of God. That being said, that was our message today, spiritual warfare. Next episode, we're going to be talking about understanding the foundation of Christ. And it should be a good, good lesson. So I pray that you tune in. I pray that you check us out on Spotify. Spotify Music. Check us out. Our podcast will be posted there uh, every Wednesday and Saturday. Okay? And, of course, we'll be right here on Anchor FM, our home base. Um, so we just want to thank you so much from, from Bread of Life. Um, I'm your host once again, Isaiah McCowan. I just thank you so much for joining us. And with that being said, we're going to end with prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much for being who you are. We know you do a bunch of great things for our lives. But outside of the good things, God, we just want to thank you completely for who you are. And that is the living God. Heavenly Father, protect us in this spiritual battle as we face evil things that come against us, temptation, including our own flesh, God. Protect us from that as well. Lead us, guide us through your Holy Spirit and through the, your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, pour out the blood of Jesus in our lives so we may be covered, that we might turn, turn away from our sins, because the blood of Jesus is the only thing that can protect us in this life, that can protect us from our own flesh and our sin. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We're going to keep fighting, Lord, because we are under your authority, God. That's why you have all the glory. We give you glory and honor, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Be blessed, everyone. Be blessed.
Hello listeners out there, my name is Isaiah McCowan of Bread of Life Ministries. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify, Bread of Life by Isaiah McCowan, and we're also on SoundCloud as well, if you want to hear our podcast there as well. We're also on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, Bread of Life Ministries. If you ever want to watch a video of this content, we thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you be blessed and I pray that you continue to be with us as God continues to use me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much and be blessed, people.